Hello, Health Rebel, and welcome to the Spiritually Fit Podcast, your space to explore alternative healing for mind, body, and spirit. It's my belief that when you connect to and feel safe in your body, you reclaim your health story and empower yourself from the inside out, leading to lasting and sustainable results. I'm your host and coach, Leisha Fox, aka your body bestie. As a women's health and spirituality coach, I know you're here to learn how to live your one brilliant life without the burnout. So grab your hot lemon water and get ready for your body breakthrough. Let's begin. Welcome back. Wow, it has it has been a month. There's some things to catch y'all up on. One of them, yes, I got COVID. But there was something that <laughs> happened afterwards that was um, was a real teaching lesson for me. And one of the things I always recognize from my body is that she is never against me. So this is a it's a tough lesson to not even just learn, but something to deeply step into. Is that your body's not the enemy. No matter what the media or internalized beliefs may tell you, she is one of your greatest gifts. She's the way you sense and move around this world. And in this episode, we're going to talk about home and, and what a sense of home can really mean for you. Before I get there, though, I just wanted to share this kind of weird thing that happened. So with COVID, I, um, I ended up not being able to taste or smell very well which is a pretty common side effect. And so far in all the research, I have found that within a year it comes back for most people. I am not big on what are the doctors saying. And if you're here and you're a health rebel, you know this. So I decided to do the olfactory training and to just continue to affirm that my sense of smell was coming back when it needed to, and that spirit always has a plan for me, and if part of it is I cannot smell or taste very well, there's probably good reason for it. Now, when you don't have an incredible sense of smell, the world has a very interesting shift. So you all know I study all kinds of things. My Venus is in Taurus. I study astrological, like my birth chart, things like that. And so I love food. I love food. I love luxury food. My dad has always said that I have a champagne taste. <laughs> and at the time we were on a beer budget. I just know. I know luxury. I know like the finer things in life. I was like born with it. So not being able to like taste, I didn't think it was going to be that big of a deal, but it ended up really frustrating me. And there were a couple of weeks where I would catch myself in just deep kind of resentment for the situation. And also, it's not really safe, right? Like, you might be surprised how often you use your nose as a woman, especially for safety. Like, I had a piece of toast light on fire. <laughs> Don't ask me how. It's like, apparently, I also forgot how to use a toaster, but I couldn't smell that it was smoking. Um, I also realized that, like, we use our noses, depending upon your olfactory, like, there was a time where we used our noses to be able to smell certain levels of health, right? Like you can kind of tell, how about this? When food has gone bad, right? Maybe there's no mold, but it smells funky. Like I couldn't do that. So I was having my roommate, Ellie, I would pop up and be like, can you smell this? 
I literally cannot smell it. And what if it's rotten and I'm just sitting here eating like rotten veggies? I mean, usually they, it shows signs, but anyway, so that's where I was. And I just kept affirming. It's like I keep getting these opportunities to practice affirming what I want to experience. So I just kept saying it's so wonderful to be able to smell again and um, how I could taste everything in its intricacies. And so when you can't fully smell, it's almost like the outline of a smell. Like I could put my perfume, like my essential oil that I wear up to my nose and I could only smell like specific hints of it. I couldn't smell all of it. And if I put anything right up against my nose, I couldn't smell it at all. So strange. So then I'm thinking about like body odor. Like, do I stink? I don't know. So I'm like overwashing my hair. It's just crazy. Anyway, I wanted to share that with you because if there's anything that you're physically going through, granted sense of smell is obviously not an emergency, but I remembered a time not so long ago, eight years ago, where I thought I was going to be stuck in a specific physical position um, with failing health. And I just, it was a constant cycle of frustration of like, how long is this going to take? So I just invite you to really call in and embody patience with your body while she's navigating any sort of health um, issues. It's not often um, that I hear someone say, yeah, I got sick and so I rested well and I took good care of myself. It's usually like, oh, it's such an inconvenience. Like there's never a perfect time, right? All right, let's move into the meat of this episode. So today we're talking health, uh, home health. Okay, I'm not drinking coffee. And I had tea, so sorry to yawn in your ear. I love tea. I love chai tea. I woke up this morning and my body was like, we're done with coffee for a while. And as I've shared with you before, if you followed me for a while, I just listen to her. So no coffee it is, which is fine. Moving on, home. I want to tell you the first time, I want to share this story about the first time that I ever felt home. I'm a military child, so... I was born in another country. By the time I was seven, I had lived in two different countries in three different states. And finally, my dad had shifted over to the reserves, so we were able to stay in one spot, which I really appreciated. And that was Kansas. So Kansas, I really identified with. Um and I didn't. So when I lived there, I was like, oh, get me out of this place. My aunt would send me cool clothes from California. I visited California. Like I knew I could chameleonize and get on board with the country vibe, but I really was called to the city. I wanted to be an actress. I wanted to like be around the luxury things. And, you know, this is long before I really got to understand who I am. But once I left Kansas and I moved to California, I really spoke of Kansas as my home, of my roots. And I started to really adopt this identity of like um, salt of the earth, you know? And looking back, there's only one house that we lived in that I really felt kind of like this is home, but I didn't like where we lived. I only lived there for four years or maybe three. It was a beautiful home in a really, really small town in Kansas where I graduated high school. There was originally 1,700 when I moved. I would say three years ago I went back, there were 900. So it's definitely becoming a ghost town. And 
I just knew I was made for a different environment. I knew that I couldn't be anchored there. And that home was full of, you know, its own emotional traumas. And so looking back on it, there's a lot of really beautiful things I learned about gardening, about having, you know, chickens and appreciating blending families. But there was also a lot of pain in that house. So it's really interesting to not have ever felt home. So the first time when I moved out to California, I moved in with an aunt and and she was pretty Christian at the time. And um, her one rule, well, a couple of them was if I ever showed up drunk because at my senior party, um, my graduation party, she, you know, (laughs) saw me doing keg stands and all kinds of fun things um, and was like, out here, you're not going to be drinking like that. And... She said, you know, if that ever happens, I'm going to kick you out. Well, my ex-boyfriend had died, well, maybe a few months after I had moved. It was just a horrible accident. And I was devastated. And of course, I'm 18 years old. I like just already feel lost. I was drinking NyQuil at the time to be able to go to sleep. I, just, I had no idea and no awareness on like how to handle my extreme emotions. So I had made friends at my Starbucks I was working at, my first job in California, and they invited me out to a party and I went and I spiraled. So I used to, when I would drink when I was younger, I would just spiral into all of my emotions, whether it was anger or sadness or joy. It's just, it was high highs and low, low lows. And I went into a bathroom and I shut the door and I just sobbed and I felt so alone and ended up passing out on the bathroom floor and being brought into my aunt's house, clearly drunk. Um, and I was like, this is it. (laughs) She's shipping me out of here. I had friends, I had people who would support me, but you know, I ended up puking and she made my bed and was really kind. And I know it, it was going to be on me to figure out what was next. And instead of kicking me out, she invited me to church and I had never been to a Christian mega church. And I was like, well, I wasn't raised I wasn't raised with religion and I didn't feel like connected to anything. But I used to drive by churches and on occasion I would play Christian worship music in my truck um, back in Kansas and I always felt like something. I, I don't know if I would call it a tug on my heart or just something. I was like this can't be it. I've always felt very connected to the earth and like something greater, but I never could really put words to it. So I go to church that upcoming Sunday and the worship music's cool. Music is really where I feel God and nature. And um, I, I listen to the message and I'm like, okay, I could kind of get on board with this. I still think this is a little like outdated and <laughs> had all my own questions. But at the end, they said, um, you know, if anyone needed prayer to come up to the front. And I remember it was just so wild because in that moment, my whole heart said, let someone else hold you for once. Um, I had that deep trauma response of, I got this hyper independent, you know, I didn't, I used to even be like, I don't even like hugs. And if you know me now, you know, I like suffocate you with hugs, but I just, I didn't feel safe with other people. I didn't feel safe with myself. And in that moment, I watched the strangers walk up in this giant community. I mean, there's hundreds of people there. It's not like they all were best friends or something. Maybe they were, (laughs) but they walk up and I can just like sense their pain 
and the, and the strain on their faces. And as they walk up, these other strangers place their hands on them and they start breathing life into them and saying like, I've got you brother, I've got you sister. And I can't tell you what, but I just sobbed. And I felt this warmth from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. And I said, I don't know if I think God is in a church, but I can tell you right now that God is in those hands as they are being placed with love on another person. And that was the first time I really felt home. I felt like I want to be around more of this, around demonstrations of just kindness for no good reason in particular. Um, And so I ended up getting baptized and became a Christian and dated Christians and hung out with Christians and did the whole thing and went to Bible studies. And within, I would say, five years, I just felt a different calling on my heart and knew that organized religion was not necessarily for me. And that was when I really started to seek out home. Like, what is home? What is a frequency? What is a feeling of home? I want you to take a moment right now to just close your eyes and place your hands on your heart and say, I'm home. Because home is your body. Home you carry with you everywhere you go. The first big retreat I went on to uh, was in Peru. And we did, uh, we visited seven different sites. And at each site, we had a rock, uh, sorry, a stone (laughs) um, for each chakra. And we started from the bottom up. And if you're not familiar with the chakras, no big deal. The first one we started with, is the root chakra, which is at the base of the spine. And this is your your anchoring, your home, your ancestry, your lineage, your so much is in there. And I remember we walked onto this plane and he said, the shaman said, here we're going to like anchor into um, our root. And because my body carries a wisdom just like yours does of infinite knowledge, I knew I didn't feel safe in my body. I knew I didn't feel at home. And I just started crying because I felt so lonely. I had family, I had friends, but I still felt like I was just floating around in space. Like I didn't have an anchor somewhere. And it was there that I really reconnected with the work I'm doing now. And that was back in 2017 where I knew my body had to start feeling like my home, my sanctuary, my safe space. The words that I was saying to myself needed to be the life that was being breathed into me just like I watched the strangers breathe life into each other. I knew this had to happen. And so I cried and I sobbed and I let it go. And I thought, if there is another world where I belong, and they say that there's a longing in all of humanity to go home. What is that home, right? We call it heaven. You can call it aliens, another planet, back into the feminine, always wanting to go back into the womb, whatever it is, there is a longing there. So I invite you through this episode to start to get really curious on like, do you feel safe and at home in your body? Do you feel like you are your first home and even if you're traveling in a foreign country, you're safe within you? This is the invitation that I keep getting as I sit and I pray and I meditate. I'm praying for the women as they get their finances together and their childcare and whatever they need to just get themselves to this retreat. So we're going to talk about the retreat for a second and I'll make sure to put the link in the show notes. I know what it takes to get yourself to an event like that. 
I know the planning. I know the fears. I know the like, is this going to be worth it? I have never regretted a retreat. The lessons that unfold are wild. The sisterhood, the connection, the ability to step away from my life so I can really see myself. So if you're one of those women who's listening and you're like, I deeply desire to make this, it's uh, November 13th through the 15th. You leave on the 15th. We have some incredible magic planned. We're right outside of Sedona. So there's so much beauty and magic that's available, but I get the fears and I get the, I don't know how I'm going to do it. There's always a way. There is always a way. So I just want to, you know, empower you to make a decision that honors your yes and honors your infinite abilities. So you're welcome to DM me, reach out. The retreat's called Homebody because I believe that the more we become a clear channel within ourselves, you nourish yourself, you, you sleep, you drink water, then you can have the energetic bandwidth to turn around and help others. Because I have yet to work with a woman who doesn't have it deeply on her heart to serve herself and her community or her family or something. It's like a drive. But we don't get there by martyring ourselves and not taking care of ourselves first. So this retreat is really an unveiling. It's a beautiful opportunity to come home and learn how to cherish and nurture and have reverence for your body. So I invite you to just reach out. It's very affordable. I'm doing payment plans. I'm finding ways to help make it um, not a huge strain, but also it is an investment, right? Because you're getting fed the full time. You're staying at a um, beautiful glamping site the whole time. So reach out to me on that. And I invite you to just take 10 minutes and explore what home is for you without shame. When you write down home, what does it feel like? Does it feel like when you walk in the door of your house, are you ah, so seen, so heard, so loved? Do you feel like it's safe where you are? Do you feel like that like warm, cozy, I know where my coffee cups are and I have my routine and I take good care of myself. Do you have that feeling? I hope so. And if not, it's time to practice cultivating that within yourself. You know, on occasion, I still listen to Christian worship music because it was the first place I felt like home. And I don't, Glennon Doyle has a great statement where she says, there is no broker to God. God is within you spirit, universe, whatever word feels really good. So as you listen to these words, I invite you to have the courage to find home within yourself. This is where you will hear your greatest ideas. This is where you will get to experience the world when you are deeply rooted and seated in your body. Your senses, like your sense of smell or your sense of taste, or being able to touch your child's hair, or pet your pup or kitten, or to feel the breeze on your face or the sun as your body soaks it up, or how about the feeling of a warm shower as you step under the water and just allow it to wash away any pain, any fears, or that feeling of being heart-to-heart hugging your loved one, or the incredible pleasure of an orgasm, right? All of that does not exist without your body. She is your first home. So I hope this episode takes you deep within that truth 
And if you want to come play and learn how to embody your feminine energy to be softer, to surrender deeper, to trust your body in a, such a wholesome and holistic way, I really invite you to come and hang. So happy, I think this is episode 10. We launched in August. And if you'd like to celebrate with me, there's almost 300 downloads. So woo, we're doing it together. And I'm just so grateful for you. And I know I have a pre-recorded outro that's going to be like, share it, but truly share this with someone that you love or a woman who, even a man, whoever, however you identify, you have a body and that body deserves so much love from you. Until next time, y'all. All right, Health Rebels, thank you so much for joining me once again for another episode of the Spiritually Fit Podcast where you are becoming your body's bestie. If this episode has inspired you, elevated your thoughts, or expanded your perspective around what your body is capable of, share it with someone that you care about. Better yet, share it on your social needs, your Instagram, whatever. Tag me in it. I would love to reshare. We can just keep this circle of love and elevation going. Also, it would bless me so much and I would be incredibly honored if you would review obviously authentically and honestly whatever is on your heart and of course subscribe because I don't want you to miss out on anything so until next time cheers to your inside games see you then